first impulse is to run. And when there's no place left to run, pray. Pray like there's no tomorrow. Because for the people dying all around you, tomorrow will never come. No one knows where to hide, how to save themselves, how to survive. Bodies beyond number. A firestorm of violence and madness. The terrible vengeance of all. The greatest biological disaster in the history of mankind. It is, as one witness testifies, the end of the world. You asked to rock the truck right out of my face. It's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now, Albert? Well, I'm mostly Irish, and it wouldn't be an Irish event if um, we didn't start late. So for those of you watching on St. Patrick's Day, thank you so much for sticking with us here on Facebook Live. Um you know this this economy that's hitting us, uh, this this slump. Uh, we feeling it right here at the old Soul of Detroit because normally we have a Facebook Live sponsor, but our Facebook Live sponsor is a school, and so they're shut down. But nevertheless, we feel that uh, those of you who are at home, maybe uh, working from home, which means instead of working eight hours a day, you're now working twenty four hours a day. What what a hustle that turned out to be. We thought you deserved a little break, and so we're coming to you live, and we have some special guests for you. First of all, I want to introduce the regular gang of idiots, or, or extraordinary gentlemen, if you will, uh, Mr. Mark Fellhauer. Idiots is acceptable. Okay. He's, I'll take that. He's, 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 that's considered a compliment. And of course, Sean Windsor, my friend and colleague. What's from the up Detroit, with the vanilla face? From the Detroit Free Press, who is, uh, was a sports writer, now... Uh, not, Just carrying your backpack. That's it? Your little Dora backpack around. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I, I guess somebody the, has to do it. I thought only the rookie pitchers carried around the Dora backpack. You're, you're behind a bunker of something here. What is yes, that? Um, we, we have a beer sponsor. This is not their week to be, uh, to be mentioned on the air, but uh, we figured one of the few known uh, defenses against the coronavirus is, is social distancing. People think this is a new phenomenon. No, people have been doing that for you. Yeah, I was going to say. Years, uh, right? That's your, I mean, you know, come on. I, the, the first people to come up with that, it, it, to my knowledge, was girls I knew in high school. <laughs> they said. Uh, we saw might, that coming, didn't we, Mark? You might yes, someday have the coronavirus, so uh, I got to stay away from you. He loves to toss softball pitches to himself. He does. That is, yeah, it's a t-ball. It is. Well, we do have some special guests. We're going to be joined in just a minute by Alicia Anderson of the Detroit Free Press, who uh, we're told is safe, but was one of the first people in the state of Michigan to self-quarantine. And, of course, after we, uh, after we let Alicia get back to work, we're going to turn the mic over to... Our host this week, uh, who we're now hosting, which is kind of how tipsy-turvy things have been in a week, John Rutherford, the proprietor of the Cadu Cafe, who had a huge gala planned. It was going to be epic. It was going to be something to talk about forever. And then um, then somebody in China uh, got bit by a monkey, and now here we are. So, John, thanks for 
Thanks for joining us in our house. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be and here. And we will be at your place as soon as you're back open. So, uh, so we're looking forward to that. I know you like facts. Uh, it wasn't a monkey. It was a pangolin. Did you, does anybody know what that is? Because I only learned about it because that's how it spread. Pangolin. was a bat uh, who apparently spread his feces and a pangolin ate it in a wet market. And someone decided to eat a pangolin. So when Do you know what that is? Now that we're going batshit crazy, it turns out that actually is the technical term. Does anybody know what that is? No, I thought that's what somebody with a lisp called uh, a, a bird with a tuxedo. It's um, Like, look at that pangolin. It's skating all over the place. It's one of the ugliest animals I've ever seen. It looks like an artichoke and rolls up in a ball to hide. Wow. How does an artichoke roll up? It's kind of already spherical. I mean, you would know it if you saw it, but someone decided to eat that. And here we are. And I wonder if that guy is sitting around going today going, Oops. Well, I don't, I don't wish ill on anyone, but I, I hope oh, that, guy that guy is, is looking up from the flames of hell and oh, saying, he my bad, or however you say that in Mandarin. He but, is. Uh, now, last week, uh, if you guys are looking for things to do at home, we have many, many shows for you to download and listen and to rate and, and uh, give us feedback on. But I seem to remember at some point we were asking the question, are people going to take this seriously regardless of political affiliation and uh, is the media overhyping this? Um, now let's kind of do a quick roll call. Where do we feel about that now? Have we answered those questions over the last seven days? Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I, but I mean, still, I was going to be hiding behind a bunch of cases of Altus anyway. <laughs> there's still a lot of people that feel that this is all overblown and shutting down the... Uh, Who are those people? Uh, people uh, that like to party in uh, the beaches of Florida right now. Oh, yeah. uh, older people tend not to believe it. Um, but they're the first to go, so that's that's social Darwinism. We we'll take care. Nobody of that. wants this. To what end is my? That's always my response when people think it's, you know, some kind of conspiracy. But that those people are. It's kind of lessened now. So I think so everybody people, understands the yeah, real are danger. We, are we seeing this less in political terms now, Sean? What What do you think? Uh, well, Trump is speaking and actually saying it's a real thing. So that's probably the pivot. Right, Mark? Okay, so it's, so it's okay to trust science now. Well, it's affecting everybody's personal life. I yeah. mean, you can't go anywhere without... And the economy. ...seeing the effect. But, I mean, every single individual is affected. Uh, let's bring in uh, our special guest live from uh, a, uh, a undisclosed location. She's under sequestration. And one of the reasons we're, we're a little late getting going today is because we always are, but also because we have... Uh, We've taken this show to a new technological heights by being able to loop in Alicia Anderson, my friend and colleague from the Detroit Free Press, who I'm happy to say is looking as good as ever, and it sounds like, I hope, feeling as good as ever. I feel absolutely fine. I have no symptoms, no fever, no cough, no shortness of breath. Um, wearing a lot of gym clothes because I'm not seeing a lot of people. <laughs> Basically, how I got myself into this situation is I was at a journalism conference in New Orleans with hundreds of other people earlier this uh, earlier this month, I should say. And when we got back, uh, we found out a person who had been at the conference tested positive for coronavirus. They alerted us all via email. Um, obviously, it was a work conference. The bosses got involved. They made a decision that it's probably best for people who were there and had a possible exposure to stay home as a precaution, uh, precautionary measure um, and basically self-quarantine for 14 days, like so many other people are now doing across Metro Detroit. So I was also at that conference, little known fact, but Wait, because what? it was an investigative reporting conference in New Orleans, I did not attend any of the sessions or mix or mingle with any of the other journalists because it was in New Orleans. So, uh, Well, Alicia, I don't know if you know this, but I'm fully convinced that ML had uh, COVID-19 a few weeks ago. 
Oh, that's the technical name? Well, that's the disease that the coronavirus causes. I'm, con- I'm convinced of A lot of people have been asking that, wondering, uh, given the symptoms that, you know, that respiratory thing was going around a few weeks ago. I've heard that from quite a few people. Yep. And you're one of them, ML. I was just breathless being in the company of you wonderful people. Mm, hardly. So not, uh, It's not a joke. I think you had it. But that's okay. You're fine now. That's, I'm Mark's immune forever. So we say that, by the way. <laughs> He's become a doctor yes. in the last couple of weeks. Who hasn't? He, he got his degree in bootyology. I know how viruses. PhD, though. I know how uh, vi- so, viruses work now. That was a little uh, booty up front. No, I, I knew. I heard your joke. I stood No, he was trying to so. ignore it. <laughs> anybody, anybody else like AMG out there? No? So, Lisa, when they told you that, the how, album bitch better have my money. How freaked out did you go back and think of every single person you came in contact with since then? And did you have to go tell them, like, hey, by the way, I have to self quarantine. I have no symptoms yet. You don't want to freak people out. It, it was kind of at a bad time for me because uh, I got the information late Tuesday night. And I had a whole bunch of people flying into my house uh, into Detroit because my birthday was coming up uh, a day or two later. So we Happy had 22nd decisions. birthday. <laughs> 22nd again. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> we had to make quick decisions on do they fly, do they not, am I going to be self-quarantined, am I not. It was all very happened very rapidly. Uh, as it turned out, family ended up staying away, didn't come to travel, dinner reservations got canceled. But then I found myself in a little bit of predicament because I was planning on going out for all these dinners with family and friends to celebrate my birthday. Um and I didn't have any food in the fridge. So I kind of had to figure out, okay, now I'm stuck at home. I have no food. What are my options? And I started using some services online that I haven't used before. And they've turned out to be pretty helpful. Um, one of them was called Shipped. That's oh, yeah. one of those services that you basically have a shopper shop for you and drop your stuff off on your front door. So no symptoms, you said. But has there been a time where like, uh-oh, uh, that was a cough. Is it coming? Is this it? I mean, it's got to be a little nerve-wracking. You're just almost waiting to, you know, have this show up. Well, so that was one of the reasons I needed to use this shipped um, service because one of the recommendations is to take your temperature over and over. Um, I didn't have a thermometer. I couldn't couldn't find one in my house, so I had to order that via Target. I couldn't go out to get it. A shopper went out, dropped it on my porch, and so I could take my temperature. It's been perfectly normal this whole time. No fever, no cough, no shortness of breath. But yeah, you sit on a couch for several hours and you're not used to doing it. Your back starts to hurt. You start to wonder, is an achy back a symptom? Um, there's been a lot of Googling. And have you have you gone outside? I mean, you're, that's the thing. People think they have to stay inside. I mean, you are allowed to go outside, right? So I spoke with an epidemiologist uh, yesterday. And I think, you know, recommendations are constantly changing. What things that we heard a week ago have changed from things that we heard um, a few days ago. But she told me, you know, as long as I want to make sure I have this right, but basically depending on where you live and if you aren't showing any symptoms and you haven't tested positive, it's okay to go out, walk your dog, go for a jog, get some fresh air. Just don't come into contact with anybody. Um, Do you have a scarlet letter to wear so yes, we know sir. that you're self-quarantined? We're going to be sending you an ML Soul of Detroit t-shirt <laughs> for appearing on this week's show with unclean written on the back in large letters. Greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Make sure to leave it on the porch and, and no, oh, no yeah. contact. Well, we were thinking Still of slipping it through today. the mail slot like Kramer with the, uh, with the uh, uh, salami yeah. and bologna on <laughs> Seinfeld. We can yeah. just sort of you know, send you prime cuts of deli meat. 
it is a little weird because I've had a lot of, it, it was, like I said, my birthday. So a lot of people were dropping packages off um, just to say happy birthday, thinking of your type of thing. But uh, it's weird because you can maybe like knock on the window and wave or yell or uh, there's a couple doors separating us. You can see them. They can see me. But that's all the closer you get. No direct person-to-person uh, -person contact. I haven't touched anybody else Ooh, since so. I found out, and that was a week ago. In addition to Alicia's uh, column where she described her situation that you can read at Freep.com, she's continuing to write stories on a daily basis for the Free Press. So that's the kind of dedication that the fake news media is doing. So, uh, Alicia... Thank you for everything you're doing. We're glad you're feeling well. Um, as soon as we explain to Sean how to spell unclean, there's no K in that, Sean, we will get that T-shirt to you, and I look forward to seeing you back at the office as soon as you're not toxic. Yeah, it's definitely a memorable birthday party. Uh, everyone <laughs> drank from their living rooms or the office. Not not drank from the office, but, you know, from their living rooms or toasted me from the office and yes, saying happy, happy birthday <laughs> on just technology. It's, it's amazing how you can still connect with people, even if you're not side by side. Alicia, how can people follow you on social media? No stalkers, please. I am at, at E-L-I-S-H-A-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N on Twitter. Um, but Freep.com seems to be where most of the stories are landing and being published. So that's always a good way to follow not just my work, but my colleagues who are working around the clock to bring as much information as they can on this pandemic okay hey thanks alicia while you're while you're home uh if you have nothing better to do we'd appreciate if you'd create a transcript of every previous episode of ml soul of detroit <laughs> and we will catch up with you again soon when you're back uh when you're back in the free world have a good day thanks so much for your time so there you go folks that's uh now uh i'm not just saying this because your 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 good deed could help pay my salary but this is another reason why the news media is so important and why we need to not just take all this stuff we're getting for free, but subscribe to the news and the free press because reporters are out there every day putting themselves in danger. Uh, we kind of figure out whether or not we're going in a place we shouldn't have been by the time we get back, which is when it's too late. But we're out there trying to get the stories. I'd love to see a breakdown of um, positive test results for coronavirus amongst uh, the general population versus journalists and reporters, because there's a lot of reporters, because you guys fly around and talk really loud into a microphone and around people all the time. Um, there just seems to be a lot of reporters that are getting it. I know CBS had two, ABC had a new one, and, uh, ESPN had some people. It just it's it's really amazing because you guys are moving around all the time. You're helping the spread. Well, Sean is going into buildings with. 10, 20, 30,000 people. I mean, you want to talk about... Well, you were before they shut down, before you became our gardening reporter. Yeah, I was in Indianapolis for a game with no fans. Well, a warm-up, I should say. Michigan Must have been a Michigan fan, yeah, who likes those guys. Yeah, that was a little odd. They came out and did their warm-ups, and there was nobody in the building. And how quick did that word spread that this is what's going I mean, did you know what was going on? Because I thought the Utah Jazz-Oklahoma City game, you know, nobody knew what was going on. Granted, there were a lot of fans there. Uh, but did you know, I mean, was, did they get the word out that quick? They were out on the warm-ups for, I don't know, 10 minutes or yeah. so. And then the Big Ten commissioner made the call, went to the ADs, and then the ADs uh, told the coaches. And, yeah, it didn't take long. Why did it take? Well, it seemed like it took longer than it needed to, though. Well, the, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, explained it this way. They were thinking about it that morning, maybe 8 o'clock, and decided to do it, but they wanted to confer with every president, of, of university president of the Big Ten, 
and also the athletic directors. Which is 14, which is why it's so, the Big Ten. I got to talk to all the Big Ten guys. That's 14 people. And they just decided, you know, they wanted to all be on the same page. When did, when did they connect with them? Warren started, said he started making those calls about 8.30, and it took about two and a half, three hours. 8.30 in the morning? Yeah, that morning, whatever it was, Thursday morning. Slow down. That they had to figure out with scheduling and tracking everybody down and, and going through the process. They didn't want to leave anybody out. So Was, was the Nebraska coach's collapse and hospitalization a factor in any of this? I mean, Fred Hoiberg it scared in the people, end, but he ended up having the, the flu. flu. Right. But, I mean, did the that drive home good. to anybody where like, Holy crap, we may have people out there who shouldn't be out there. I think so. I, I, Gobert, Gobert is a, Rudy Gobert, the, the Utah Jazz player, tested positive. I think that's what did it, right? Because the NBA shut down after that. And, that and Tom Hanks. and then But Hoiberg was right after that, and just the imaging of him you know, passing out head in hand. No, it didn't help. It didn't yeah. help. But the Big Ten was, what, second or third league to, to cancel? I, the Ivy League the Ivy's went first. first. Yeah. Brainiacs. Uh, but, but Warren said it just took a few hours to... Get everybody together. Hmm. Kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. So, so I want to talk a little bit more about what Sean is going to be doing because he still works at the Free Press. We still do have a, a sports section, and we still do have a lot to uh, to keep you guys entertained with, to, dis- to distract you from, you know, what's kind of a bummer march so far. But first I want to talk about the people who are sticking with us, who are helping keep us on the air and we need you to help them too. Uh, we guess the government may be sending you a check, so maybe it's time yeah, to two get weeks. a new ride. And if you're looking for a new ride, might I suggest that you talk to our friends at Zot Ford and Holly who are launching their spring zero cash due event. So if you got some cash from the government, you don't even have to bring it with you out to Holly. They will hook you up. This means you can take a ride to Holly and the hottest sales staff in Oakland County, but keep your distance. We'll help you take home the fresh fly Ford of your dreams with zero cash out of pocket. That's right. No dough from your Levi 501 buttonfly jeans. Am I dating myself? Yes. Greatly. I'm the only one who would date myself. For example, lease a new loaded 2020 Ford Fusion as low as $192 with zero cash due. Plus, this is one of your last chances to get a new Ford Fusion because when they're gone, the Fusions are gone for good. Or how about leasing the all-new 2020 Ford Edge SEL all-wheel drive as low as $222 with zero cash due. Finally, you can lease a new 2020 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 for as low as $272. And you guessed it. With zero cash due. Surf their sick deals and massive inventory at dealsinthed.com and be sure to tell them ML's Soul of Detroit sent you. And we especially want to thank Zot for sticking with us during these difficult times. Remember, the auto companies kept this country afloat last time the economy went in the tank. Let's make sure we keep them going now, too. And when you're thinking about saving money, we have another longtime sponsor who we're very loyal to and we hope you will give them a shot as well that's hall financial and they have a couple questions for you i know you're sick of questions like can i touch this can i go out can i do this can i do that these are the kind of questions you want to think about are you paying more than four percent on your mortgage do you have lingering high interest credit card debt well you may or may not know that right now rates are within fractions of a percentage point of their lows of the last 10 years and Uh, probably lower going going lower Lower. Mm -hmm. A smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews, including ours, that has recently been averaging 10 days from start to finish on listeners that have applied for a refinance of their mortgage, and that is Hall Financial. It's a simple process, and it's no secret that saving money is smart, like Ivy League canceling the basketball tournament smart. You can get started by calling 248-308-5000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. 
If you want to check in and see if something makes sense for you, go to davidhallmortgage.com call, or call my man, Dan Morrison, at 248-308-5000 and make sure to tell them that I sent you. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 146-7435. John, uh, John Rutherford has been sitting here very patiently, and, and it's, been, it's been a tough week. We, uh, we had high hopes for uh, partying at the Cadu, which for me is you know, one of the few big events on the east side. John and I were following the uh, prescriptions from the government for a safe gathering, so I, I went by John's place on Friday, and he had a Rush cover band, and it was a great night, a great crowd, kind of a big crowd, and the yeah. only complaint I had... It was under 100 people, though. Under 100. The only complaint I had was the, the very attractive woman who kept insisting that the drummer of Rush's last name was pronounced Peart. It's Neil Peart. I said, you mean Neil Peart? No, Neil Peart. Neil Peart. And then, uh, then while I was going, Peart, 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 John said, uh, uh, can I get a bottle of red wine and uh, three beers for the table over there? And then I didn't see John after that. We had a great night um, with, the, with the band. Good turnout. We, we had about 80 tickets sold. What, what about Neil Peart's friend, what happened there? We have a lot of great customers, said the Kaju. <sighs> okay, John Rutherford, thanks for coming on the show. We thought you can give us some juice. That's John Rutherford, folks. Uh, no, so John, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how you're feeling after watching this event that we worked really hard on, nobody as hard as you did, kind of sort of just disintegrate through no fault of any of ours except and for some business. pangolin eating dude. <laughs> and your business overall. Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, I can speak, uh, you know, from two two viewpoints. You know, that of a musician. All the musicians are out of work, uh, my, myself included. I've, I've had many, many gigs canceled over the next uh, probably four to six weeks. It's um, that spit valve on the trombone, man. They're all freaked <laughs> out. Um, and then with with uh, you know the the staff at the Cadu, the bartenders, the, the the front of house, the the cooks, guys in the parking lot, security, door guys. Um, you know, everyone's out of work, and it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that all these types of people do not get lost in the mix of of you know what the government's doing to uh, hopefully you know pr- provide some relief to the situation. So you know, w- w- um, I've been watching very closely you know the congressional hearings, and and hopefully uh, you know um, some relief comes comes through. Well, you, and we should tell you too that that John is also, uh, he's been known to spend a little time with a fellow named Robert Seeger, who you may have heard of before, um, perhaps giving us some life advice right now. Turn the page. We'll just try and get past all this. And uh, where's, where's that harmonic? What we, we need, is that, no, what is that? Is that, is that an alto at the it's beginning? It's alto, or? baby. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. alto. Yeah. Reed. Yes, Sorry, that's okay. Fun. He okay. did that. Uh, he... Late grade alto read, right? What? No. Alto's still like, oh, so, yeah, I'm thinking of the Bruce Springsteen guy. I just saw guy. him. You Clarence, Clarence Clemens. Clemens. Yeah, Clarence no, Clemens, rest right. Rest in peace, Clarence Jeez. Clemens, right. Rest in peace. Can- uh, Alto Reed. killing off Alto Reed. Alto's a big supporter of the show, too, so Alto, I'm very sorry about that. My bad. Stick to New Wave. We will also be sending you a T-shirt. <laughs> John, I went to the shows uh, that Bob did at, uh, at uh, DTE this past, um, God, how long ago was that? I guess it was last summer. June. And, uh, it was his most recent farewell tour. I got to tell you, Alto steals... I attended a farewell tour several years ago in Toledo. He steals eyeballs away from the rest of your brass section up there, mainly because he, the different amount of saxophones he has, and he's got one that is ridiculously large, and the whole time he's playing that, I'm wondering, does he really need one that big? Does he? 
He's overcompensating. He's got an arsenal. I mean, he has a, a soprano saxophone, an alto saxophone, tenor saxophone, barry sax, um, bass sax, uh, contrabass saxophone. What's, what's the real giant one that he and has? And always, Con- always safe sax with alto reed, <laughs> does which he, is why he's alive and well today. Does he need that ridiculously large one? It you know it, it adds a certain sound um, that you know is, is really unique between uh, when you listen to uh, Clarence Clemens also would play one uh, at times and it definitely adds this low big fat low end you know um, to to the to the horn lines that uh, you know for, goes for, a long way for just an idiot in the crowd though it is fine and fun to watch this oh yeah definitely, super definitely, giant definitely. saxophone be played for no, yeah. whatever reason yeah. Yeah. so I am the worst worst alto player. In the world, and if you think that's bad, as Morrissey once said, you should hear me play piano. But uh, getting wind through one of those things is amazing. I mean, you really have got to like draw from your toenails all the way through, and then to maintain it and to be able to play notes too. I mean, that's that's more than just for show. You would not carry something that around like that around unless you meant to use it. Right. I mean, playing any of the horns is is definitely uh, you know an athletic event of sorts. You know, it's all about air control. And uh, being efficient with, with, you know, the way you're moving air through the, through the instrument, whether it's really fast, you know, slowing it down, a lot of air, you know, not a lot of air. It, that's all how that's all, you know, makes makes the horn ring uh, and the different nuances that, that, you know, you're trying to produce. So the music gig is on hold. The restaurateur gig is on hold. What the hell are you going to do with yours? I know you're going to be eating a hell of a lot of muscles over the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we started that yesterday. Well, I've just been trying to make sure my, my, my parents don't leave the house. My dad's 91, and my mom's 84, and uh, I've been thinking about pulling the spark plugs or uh, take, taking my car and, and blocking, <laughs> blocking, blocking them in. Block, blocking them in. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, I've just, the last couple of days, I've just trying to get my head around things. I mean, it's, it's pretty surreal. Uh, you know what what's been going on it's kind of like we're we're at the beginning of a of a movie you was, know was there a lot of um you know a lot of businesses uh, restaurants are shifting to carry out and, and uh, delivery uh, was that a big part of Kaju? and then if it wasn't how quick can you switch to that how do you get the word out it's 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 an element of of the business but uh we haven't um we're not doing that at this point i think maybe uh we'll evaluate that you know within within a week or so um I mean, it's a challenge. I'm sure you obviously don't. No one expects it. Nobody expected this. Well, even some of the, you know some of my friends who have carry out like exclusively carry out places on the on the east side. Like uh, I won't say any names, but there, there was one place down the street from us. ML uh, Tomain uh, Kitchen. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I mean, I think about a hundred bucks in, in total carry out. You know, and it's, it's exclusively a carry out um, business. That's brutal. My, yeah. my daughter made two dollars in tips working oh. her waitress job on Sunday. And the woman, the woman, her only table sent back the first thing she got because she didn't like the presentation. And then, and then gave her, gave her a lousy tip on top. And I was like, wow. But, and my daughter said, that's okay. She sent back the cheese plate. It was actually pretty good. So I got a free cheese plate out of it. So two bucks and a cheese plate. plate. There you go. Don't you think it'll take a little time though for folks to get used to the idea or thinking it's okay to do, to go get carry out? I do, yeah, yeah. I, I think it will really? flip. I, 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 this morning uh, on the way here, actually, there's a restaurant in Ann Arbor, Zingerman's Roadhouse. Oh yeah, yeah. and they have a old Airstream Home trailer, fifteen dollar sandwich. Exactly, yeah. But <laughs> anyway, they they have a carryout, a fairly strong carryout business with a through a trailer, a little kind of hip aluminum trailer out front. And I drove by there on the way to get on the highway today to see, uh, you know, my buddy Mike and Mark, Mark, mm-hmm. I guess too. Not so fond of Joe though. 
And Joe, no, no, and Joe. Uh, in in any case, man. it's it's there's normally a 10, 12 car line often that time of the morning, and there All were Teslas. There were, yeah, exactly. There were a couple of cars, and that's with the restaurant being shut down, and that surprised me. But I thought ah, it's just going to take a minute for people to feel psychologically well, secure. I, and I think there's a lot of people that are like, I'm just going to cook myself. But that no, for sure. If you haven't been cooking in a while, that'll last oh. for one day, maybe two. But for you, you know what? I'm just going to go get it. Because grocery stores are. It's not an airborne virus. It's just though you don't want, can't be around a lot of people. Right. So don't, it's okay don't to touch to, hard surfaces. And yeah, it's okay to go out. It's okay to get stuff. It's is okay it okay that, that I just made out with this mic? By the way, I sanitized it before you got here, and I'm doing it the second you leave. He means this microphone. Just so you know, we're not keeping a, a social Mike. distance. That's right. That's right. And I maybe if I finish these altas, we'll we'll maybe. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to break up with me be, live on the podcast. <laughs> so like there'll this. be a little light petting. That's if what you're, you're doing. If you behave yourself, but yeah. okay. but so some friends of ours own the traffic jam uh, in Midtown, which uh, which is a great place, and they immediately changed to family dinners, so you can order oh, wow. a meal for like four people to go, and and I think that's great. Now this place is it's a very cool place but it's a barn it's huge and so now it's probably just the kitchen working and they still have to pay the utility bills to keep sure. everything going mm-hmm. you know I, i'm sure they're going to try and keep as many staff going as possible but that's that's a pretty quick pivot and a really smart plan but unless you're geared up for that i mean it's it's tricky and you still have a ton of your staff that are yeah in limbo, and I think i mean i'm thinking of my my fellow vendors from tiger stadium and comerica park Love these men and women, but, you know, and I don't say this to be cruel, but not a lot of savers in that group. I mean, they're going from game to game, and when we would have opening day, a lot of the guys would be, because we wouldn't see each other until, you know, since the last season, because I didn't work the other arenas, but they'd be like, hey, you going with us to Cleveland, or hey, you going to Chicago? Because Sports Service has the vending contract at what used to be Jacobs Field and at what used to be U.S. Set, whatever the hell the new Comiskey Park is, and they would take a bus to go to these games because it was a huge payday, and they had that was their Christmas, and now all these people are sitting here saying, "You see a what lot of hell. a lot of people have stepped up to the plate, though. You know, usually the athletes, Zion uh, Williamson, Kevin Love, have to help support those people. But well, some of the owners have too. Uh, uh, like Illich, Mark Cuban did in Dallas, right? Illich and I think Gil, Gilbert or he, Gilbert might have done something different. Yeah, Illich is going to take the money that you know they didn't spend building the <laughs> yeah. hey. hotels and stuff around the arena. And they Bernie can, Sanders, I don't really, care where it com- really where it came from Mark because he you know he loves the Cubans. That Bernie Sanders, he loves the Cubans. He does, doesn't he? Just Castro. This Castro, yeah. yeah. No, he so, doesn't like the Republican Cubans in South Beach. No, no, Marco Rubio. Who did you see? Marco Rubio was getting uh, dinged because he said, uh, "I hope we don't have to report uh, resort to martial law." But he spelled it M A R S H A L L instead of M A R T I A L or something like that. So yeah. people are still. It's good to know that even when we're all pulling together, there's still a lot of pricks on social media who will jump on you the minute you make, make the mistake. smallest mistake. But you know what's funny? Whenever there's a big thing like this, boy, does it get all the other mess that uh, we that consumes our lives, be it uh, a lot of the fighting by the 10% on each far right and far left. Does that none of, Nobody's thinking about that stuff right now, are they? I mean, they're trying to delay really? the primaries. I think it's actually... It's uh, kind of nice not having to pay attention 
to the election right now because yeah, it's it just not important. Although, uh, even though he's, you know, a, a uh, uh, what is he, a sensitive genius, our president. Stable. Who, stable genius. While he's trying to words. save the economy and the country, he did find time this morning to fire off a nasty tweet at Gretchen Whitmer. And Gretchen Whitmer, being a politician herself, found time to two hours later send an email to people saying, did you see what President Trump said to me? Please sign our petition. And by the way, if you'd care to donate, you can hit this button. So, I mean, Democrats and Republicans, we are all crap in our pants. Sure. But really, they're still kind of who well, they are at the end of the day. In a way, maybe they know that this will be over sooner. I think a lot of people have this feeling from uh, 08 and the Great Recession that this is going to drag on you know, three years to a decade. But most wow. indications are it will wane. It's all about... Um, you know, not overwhelming our health system. Although Trump said yesterday, right, that expect this to go on or could go on to you into what, July though? and August. But if you're watching that, Fauci stepped in and corrected. Also said it'd be gone it like a mirror. And I wondered, and this is this is because, and this was what Trump does because he's right. Uh, often doesn't tell the truth. Sorry, folks out there who like him, you know that's fine. In any case, I wondered if he said that yesterday. So when it ends in June, he'll look good. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. if I think you might be giving him too much credit there. I think he's just trying. That I think that's his way of being positive and saying this is when it's going to end. But when it does end, there. I, believe me, we're going to go down to the Cadu. We'll do a show down there. There will be a pent up, just desire to go out and do things and be around people because we're social beings. That's why this is so hard. We want to be around people. You know, one of the things I look forward to being a little more isolated is I, I want to get back to reading books. I want to get back to. Uh, spending a little time with my family. But, but you know, this is a time for people to kind of reflect on things and tell stories. Are there any stories from the road that you can share with us, John, while we well, got you here? You know, uh, as far as um, stories from the road and, and whatnot, uh, you know, there's a lot of them, that's, that's for sure. I mean, I've been in the traveling now since 2001 with, with different groups. Um, the, the first artist I toured with actually was uh, Yo-Yo Ma, the, the classical cellist. Um, and I mean that's 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 the you know that's the classical side of the music, a totally different extreme from traveling with you know. With but he still band. trashes hotel rooms, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like knocks over the vase, does the lines before he goes out on stage, <laughs> hides the remote control for the next guest, turns Gideon's Bible upside down. Partier, man. That's it. <laughs> right, right. You've been mod. <laughs> um, who, who else have you played with? Uh, well, I mean, it, 2019 was was a pretty busy year. We did a, uh, about 80 shows. So, so the, my group is called the Motor City Horns, and mm-hmm. so we're sort of a, a horn section, hired guns, you know, um, you know, for hire. And we did the brass funk brothers. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We did about 80 uh, 80 dates with Bob Seger. Uh, we did just over 20 with Noel Gallagher and his. Oh wow, the high flying birds. The high flying birds. Yep. Uh, probably, God, there's probably two shows I've seen you at now I, and didn't I hope, realize. I it. hope Drew didn't hear that. He'll be down here in a minute. He's like, what, what, what do you say about the Gallagher Brothers? <laughs> yeah. We've done, that was our third or fourth tour with, with Noel and his band. It's always fun. How do you out. find Noel to uh, work with? Do you get to interact with him a lot? Yeah, quite quite a bit, actually. Um, he's, uh, you know, the band dinners and, and uh, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out before and after shows. Um, Any trouble understanding him? That Mancunian you know, accent is pretty heavy. When, what? You know, I've I've definitely uh, definitely done some homework on that, and uh, have have gotten you know after a few tours, have started to <laughs> be able to figure it out. But it, yeah, at first, it, I mean, you're making the guys repeat themselves, you know, three or four times, and it's just you start laughing because you're speaking the same language, and you're looking at each other, and they don't understand you either, you know, right. and, and it's just like wow, we'd probably be better off, you know, 
writing it down. I took Latin in high school. Probably yeah. would have gotten farther with 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 that. But uh, he's an amazing musician, though. Yeah, he, he's great. He's great. I mean, you know the 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 great thing about getting to uh, work with Bob Seger and then you know with Noel Gallagher, they're both amazing songwriters, um, and and that's that's been a real privilege, uh, you know, as a musician to get to. I mean, you know, Seger's definitely. I mean, just one of the best. I mean, for hard worker. Fifty years yeah. now. Um, and, and Noel, uh, really, um, you know, with Oasis and, you know, he was the, he is the creative force behind that band, writing all the songs and, uh, you know, being the music, musical director, you know, um, the creative, you know, impetus behind that whole, that whole thing. Who knows if they'll ever get they won't. back together or not. They won't. It's, it's fun. It's fun to follow though. It's, you the know, fights? every week there's the, the fights and, and just, uh, I mean, all, all this, all the stories and rumors and, uh, it, it makes for some interesting uh, uh, a reading, but um, uh, yeah. So two, I mean, 2019, 80, 80 dates with Seeger, uh, about twentieth Noel Gallagher, twenty plus, and that was like in thirty days. Um, oh. That was that was pretty intense, both both coasts and Canada as well. Are you guys on the same bus? Are there separate buses, or do you fly to some two, gigs? Two, two buses. He he would have his own, and then one for the well, three, and then one of for course. the band, and one one for the crew. Actually, okay. the band had two buses. It was a both groups are about the same size. Seeger's band is about fourteen. Uh, Noel Gallagher's is about twelve. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Once you start getting horn players, well, I guess and, and yeah. If you got vocalists. horns, you're already going pretty deep, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then I did uh, a couple of dates with the Who. Um, wow. They were picking up uh, local musicians in each city that they they were doing their tour in. And then I did about. Did you mix it up with them, or were they just their own entity? You know, it, it was it was funny. Um, they both. So when when it was dinner time in between soundcheck and and the show, uh, um, this particular show was in Grand Rapids at Van Andel. Uh, the tables and catering were about twelve seaters, and my buddy Walter White and I were were sitting. He's a trumpet player in town here, good buddy of mine. Um, and makes a lot of meth, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he owns WalterWhite.com. Oh damn! Oh, he does. Yeah, he yeah. He should have sold it. Well, too very well-known trumpet player. But um, we were sitting there having dinner, and then uh, um. Uh, Daltrey and Townsend came across, you know, and we're sitting at the other end. We didn't have, to, uh, you know, a nod hello, and, and you know, there wasn't too much interaction. But um, I'm surprised those two were interacting with each other, Peter and Roger. Well, f- funny story though, um, with with Noel's band, they, you know, in England, a lot of guys refer to the Who as the Two, the Two, because it's just the two left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daltrey and Townsend, and yeah. then they're um, the bass player they've been using, and and when I told that, when I told Noel's band that. About this bass player, they they just could not believe it. The guy's from Alaska, huh? His name, I, I think it's either Jeff Button or John John Button. He's he's very good. Let me just say say that. You'd have to be but, if you but, got a gig like that from Alaska. But yeah, I mean, he's he's you know his roots are, are he's from Alaska, and and that just that just really made you know made them just just really laugh and, uh, um, you know, just the irony of, of yeah, that. that's a long way where to where go. they were where they were and and, and, right. and where they are now in terms of personnel. Can can you talk about how you got your gig with Seeger? Yeah, yeah, because um, there's a little St. Patrick's tie in too, right? Yeah, well, you know, uh, just like my hat, I'm I'm pandering to my Irish my yeah. Irish Sean loves friends. It too. Sean, I do. Sean was very hostile. It turns out <laughs> yeah. Windsor happens to be the name of the royal family in which country? Oppressive uh, bastard. Yeah, right. I know your hat's beautiful. Thank you. And it goes well with your shirt. They're both plaid. <laughs> Sorry, John. I interrupted. Oh, that's you. all right. That's all right. It's funny when we started in 2006 um, when uh, Bob and the band were doing uh, their Face the Promise tour, and uh, it's funny people. How did how did you get the gig? Did 
Oh, I, I heard. I heard Seeger was on online looking up horn sections in Detroit, and you know that's he, horn he, he, sections, he, not horn sections. <laughs> right. Hornhub. He, he typed in Detroit horns, and, and and the Motor City horns came up, and you know the thing. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a little more complicated than that. But um, funny enough, my my dad's law firm had season tickets for the for the Pistons. This is back when they were playing at the Silverdome, and Seeger's seats were right next to him. Um, and this is this is back. I mean, I was five or six years old at the time uh, my brother was about uh 11 or 12 um so you know i knew the name from a very early age and of course you know at that point i just wanted to have you know uh some, some popcorn and a hot dog and you know run around i wasn't really interested in who we were sitting next to and the drive out there was always a pain, pain in the ass to go to go to yeah. games but um so all along, you know, my, my brother was was the bigger music fan uh, as I was growing up, especially in the in the pop realm. As when I started playing trombone in fourth grade, I was really focused on classical music and, and jazz. And uh, but my brother, you know, was sort of the one who kind of kept me, you know, from from being too square and like, okay, I knew these names and I could you know recognize songs right. and and he would kind of guide me to to some different bands to listen to, um, which I did more and more of as as you know I. Could, progressing music but uh sadly my, my brother passed away in a boating accident in 2005 and that's that's a whole nother story um uh but we joined the band in 2006 and i can't help but think that a lot of that you know some type of divine intervention that he was guiding me uh, i might mention too he was born on saint patrick's day and you oh, said wow. he was yeah. the one who got you sending cassettes over to yeah he Seeger, yeah right? he did right yeah every every um starting so i finished uh, my undergrad in 99 and uh that's right when i that's when i put the motor city horns together and uh where'd every, you do I, your undergrad at i started off in boston at the new england conservatory <laughs> of music and then uh, uh and then i transferred to the university of michigan never ask a question you know the answer but he teaches at wayne state so no i don't well you, well, you did no. for a while didn't no, you? O- oakland oakland, oakland okay. and uh university of toledo okay and albion okay yeah but that's that's not it's, anymore. But so your brother got you to get those cassettes over there. Now, when you first brought, were you just a kid when you brought those to Seeger, or how did that so, work? So the first one, and it literally was a cassette. I mean, this is this is ninety nine, um, and uh, say like Sweet Jams by John on there, or something had, with a little cartoon in flames or something. There was a guy named Charlie Dentel who still is an active musician, a great singer songwriter uh, out of Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti area, and we we uh, recorded um, tracks for him. That was our first album that we were on. We've been on over about fifty albums now over the years um and uh what i would do is just send a compilation uh, of what we did that year so so the first year um you know it was around holiday time hey happy holidays check out this horn section i would just put the highlights of what we did and you know we actually speaking of clarence clemens earlier we we did a we did a uh, two tours with clarence clemens he had his own band called right the, i remember the, when he had that big song out. soul <laughs> and we did some work with him uh we did some uh, TV commercials and radio, you know, spots here and there, and uh, um, some work with the Four Tops and Temptations, just different things like that. And so I would just send like a, you know, just a happy. I always said Happy Holidays, and never said you know Merry Christmas. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You don't want to piss anybody off, <laughs> right? Oh no, you piss people off when you say Happy Holidays, not Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> I'm just like somebody greeted me. What's the hassle? You know, You're like Happy Kiss My Ass Day. Is that better? <laughs> right. You know? But it worked. Yeah. So so anyway, fun, I mean, and I got to be honest. I mean, they probably sat there on on some shelves getting dust. You know, I, I don't think they were ever listened to, but uh, then then it morphed to sending CDs, and 
here, here we are then in fall of 2006. Uh, I got a call, and we had basically two, two days' notice to uh, <laughs> get ready to, to audition. I think it was actually like 36, 36 hours. It's like a day and a half, and they gave me a handful of songs, and we uh, put arrangements together. And, and uh, when it, we Actually, the, the first rehearsal was at the Kaju stage. There you go. Like, wow. Over on the east side, Kaju and Warren. So Kaju, the, the, the word Kaju is... You can't escape, uh, man. Can't, can't, can't escape. You can't escape. Can't escape the French. And now you've done in the last fourteen years, you've done sixteen farewell tours with. <laughs> I, I got. I got. You know, the the whole farewell tour thing is is really on you guys in the media. Yeah. You're the guys who always spin it. Is this his last? You know, posing the questions. Is this his last tour? Then people start to speculate, and then they just take away. Uh, they just see last tour, even though you had all these other uh, qualifiers around it, and all of a sudden people are thinking it's his last tour. Th- this, this, well, the one we just finished was the first time where, you know, it was acknowledged. This is his, you know, final North American tour. So I got to, I got to go to, go to his defense on that, on that one. He's not one of those guys who, who's, uh, you know, I mean, like, 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 like the who. I mean, how, how many have, have, have they done? Well, I was reading about I mean, Gary Newman, you know, who did Cars. Right. He had his first farewell tour in 1981. He had his first hit in 1979, and I think I saw him in 2000. He's been touring almost every year since. So, yeah, things can get crazy. With, and didn't Jay-Z retire many times ago or whatever? So it's not just Seeger. But anyways, well, if we, if we want to see you, it sounds like it'll either be at the next farewell tour or we'll have to go to the cadu once it's reopened yeah let's 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 hope that's going to be sooner rather than uh later well john thanks for coming and joining Thank us you. thanks, thanks for guys. appreciate it coming up with a great party i'm sorry that uh, some pangolin eating fool <laughs> named alicia anderson messed everything up for everybody but that's the media for you once again it's a conspiracy but shawnee be- before we get to our great debate i want what I don't get to see you that much because now we're all working remotely at the paper like most other people are doing in their workplaces. But what are you guys doing these days? You're still putting out a lot of copy, but, I mean, how do we keep a sports section going without any sports except for ultimate fighting? Well, it's like the summer. It's just the summer's come early. The Tigers are bad and there's nothing else. And We usually deal with this in May, June. July before the NFL starts to ramp up late July, you know? I was say, when all else fails, there's always the NFL in some angle. Yeah, there's that. I mean, Tom Brady's left the Patriots big. today, right? Yeah. So that's, that's big news. But considering the last few years, we had well, last year the Pistons were in the playoffs for three games. Mm-hmm. But other than that. I guess that's a three-game minimum, I mean, right? we, we, yeah, for the last several years, we have not had the Pistons or the Wings. I mean, so, so basically once college basketball is over, you have spring football a little bit, I guess. That's shut down now. And the Tigers are a big deal on opening day, and then that's it. So we've had to kind of get creative the last several years. Anyway, for a couple of months, now those two months have, are stretching out into yeah. three or four or five. Who knows? But uh, So that makes it a little bit tricky. But but this this is different. I mean, I my, uh, my, my men's hockey league, we were eliminated from championship contention, was canceled. So on Friday, I was looking forward to starting our volleyball league. First time I played volleyball in 20 years. It's been postponed. And when the NHL went on strike, you and I were at the Free Press together, and you did an outstanding series where you covered 
a men's recreational hockey Thanks team. Thanks to you, I think. Well, it was some a very smart journalist came up with this idea, but uh, but you found a team and you followed this team as if it was an NHL team. Won one of the top sports awards in the country. Uh, I don't think I got mentioned in the speech or got any of the prize money, but it was kudos to you. But I mean, if you wanted to do that now, you couldn't. That's not an option. The rinks are locked up. The uh, the arenas are closed. No gyms are shut down. I, I wonder if um, DCFC's been put off for a month, and I hope those guys can make it because you want to talk about you know living on the margins. I mean, what do we have right now? I was thinking about this yesterday nothing. about driving around and trying to find anybody doing anything. I mean, you have I saw running. kids playing basketball. Yeah, you can in Detroit. Yeah, you and an outdoor on an outdoor court. Yeah, that's about all you'll see. Or running. Yoga you post at up home on somebody. With, you want to put your hand on somebody's sweaty back to try man. and keep them out of the pain? Yeah, right. No way, man. There's so many stories out there though because everything was cut short. Well, and and we can do those for a while. Like the other day, I I talked to uh, uh, Tom Izzo, Mm -hmm. and he was at home trying to bored out of his mind. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do. He said this first time in 40 years he hadn't coached or watched basketball this time of the year, and he cleaned his closet out and said he was going to clean his garage out and spend a little bit of time with his family. He's watching TV, watching movies, which he doesn't normally do. So it was just kind of an odd. He gets to be a human being. Thank for him. Coach. He said he slept until this Saturday morning. He slept until nine a.m. First <laughs> time he's done that. He got two hours sleep. But he did admit that he woke up at five a.m. and watched some film of this year's team. He's just a little wistful. He told me when they got the word they were going to go to Indy for the Big Ten tournament, that would have been th- Friday, Thursday, right? Thursday afternoon they were going to go down because they were playing their first game Friday. They were twenty minutes from being done with practice. And um, one of the director of basketball operations came in and told him that the, the league was shutting it down. He said that was the best practice they'd had all year, that Cassius Winston, you know, their star point guard who had a, who lost his brother yeah. back in this, no late November. Cash? This, has been, this and, has been like hardcore And had finally therapy. started to – Now – He's finally started to play with the freedom and the joy that he played with, right? He was, he was finally starting to rediscover himself a little bit. And you could see that. You saw that in their last game against Ohio State. By the way, Izzo did joke with me that for the second time in his career, he ended his season with a win. <laughs> that's a, that's so, a, so they were uh, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah. Cassius so, is, a, is a U of D uh, judge. That's right, fellow, he fellow, is fellow and, cub over here, John. Brother, yeah. He's one of the more special players, not just at that school, but I mean, he, he's he's really something. And it would have been, uh, you know, they were they were. It was tough for them, obviously. But uh, in any case. So there are those kind of stories you can talk to the folks about what they're doing. The the business of the NFL is still going to go on. Obviously, free is a free agency period right now. The the business of sports will still happen. It's just not the game. So that's okay. The we'll, stories. There's more stories. Yeah, out. there there are stories out there. I mean, I, I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't want to give it away yet. But uh, yeah, we, we've got some ideas. Sorry, Charbonneau. You got to come up with your own shit. If we um, and you can start working the esports. Beat, I mean, if we're not playing oh, sports by by no. September, then we're then obviously, yeah, we will be. Yeah, of course we will be. But I mean, if if that if, if we're going to get that radical, then yeah, we'd we'd be in real trouble. Now, what about What's wrong um, with esports? I do not want us to follow virtual teams with guys with giant thumbs sitting there in easy chairs. Why not? It takes hand eye coordination. Pressing but well, great. Then we'll put them in the space force. They can blow up asteroids. But I don't want to follow these uh, these uh, these lazy boy. Uh, Why you follow hockey? They're not lazy boys. No, but what, what's the difference? The You're difference is they're boys. actually people. The thing for me about sports is. Follow uh, baseball, too. One of the sports. things I never missed about not having cable is I don't really care that much about watching sports on TV. I'd rather be there. I'd rather participate. Yeah, but you're, you're an outlier, though. 
You call me a liar? No, just an outlier. I thought we were going to have to. He just wants to be close seen. our social distance. Yeah, don't, let, don't let him fool you. He wants to be around. He people. goes to the Breslin Center and the Spartan Stadium. But that, that to look and, down on people. That's the only reason yes, he's going. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and nothing because to do I always with the get, sport. I always get seats in the back row. That's why I look down on people. Well, you just want to, you know, Jeez. sit in judgment. So you're you're gonna Jesus. You're gonna stay out of trouble. If you'll let me. I mean, but I mean, you're going to be busy. We don't have to worry about you. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Breaking into people's we'll, homes. We'll figure it out. Okay. I mean, you know. Okay. Well, uh, just bef- before we get to our great debate, I just want to say a word out there. Uh, and the show's going to go a little long because we figure you got time. So we're going we're gonna to drag it out for Do you. Do we a need bit. a debate? You're right. Mark and I are always wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever it's, you want. It's it always to be. interesting for people to find out what you guys are so wrong-headed about. So I'd okay. hate to deprive All them right. that. Plus, I think when people see my scintillating logic in action, it actually helps. Actually, lift humanity. I couldn't have said it better myself, okay. but since you said it, I disagree, but you might have been right that time. But I just want to say a word for those of us who are able to bunker up with loved ones. There are a lot of people out there who are on their own who are losing their opportunities to socialize with coworkers, with people they may run into at the store. There's a guy I see who's always out to dinner by himself, and I'm sure it's not because he likes to spend too much money for food, but because he likes to get out of the house. It's why you see people sitting by themselves at the bar. It's cheaper and easier to drink at home, but they just want to see other people and be a part of humanity, even if they're kind of quiet while they're there. So while we're all kind of hanging out on our own, let's make sure that we reach out to other people. Let's just check in on them. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's a grievance you need to put to rest. Send them an email. Give them a phone call. Write them a letter. Sometimes it's incredibly powerful to send somebody something you've actually taken the time to scratch out. And you know what? If you're worried about them saying, I've been waiting for this my whole life and giving you an uncomfortable hug and then you got to try and find a way to sneak out, you're off the hook because we don't have to do that now. In fact, we're forbidden from doing that now. So let's just think about other people who are out there and don't have anybody else in their life or not enough people in their life. Reach out to them. And uh, I'm thinking of you, Sean. But um, can I get at least an elbow bump before we're done? Sure. Okay. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in. And I'll never change. I almost forgot. If you're sitting at home watching TV and you're looking for a great St. Patrick movie, you have got to watch The Guard with Brendan Gleeson and Don Cheadle. It's an underappreciated art house gem. One of the funniest, best movies you'll ever see. And it's a great St. Patrick's Day watch. And now... It's time for a great debate. So uh, it's Tuesday, and we've been watching developments uh, happen at a breakneck pace. And one of the latest things we're hearing is a lot of money is going to be spent to try and prop up the economy. I think most people think that's a good idea. Well, let's put it this way. Chuck Schumer said it's a good idea, and Donald Trump said it's a good idea. So if those two guys agree, it's probably an okay idea. Um, But one of the things that came out before this was the airlines asking for a $50 billion bailout. Now, these are the airlines that have been consolidating to lower competition and increase profits, that have been making money hand over fist for the last decade or so, and who try and charge you something like, and this is a real figure, $973.23 if you want to bring a tic-tac on the plane. (laughs) And they want a bailout? Yeah. 
I, I don't think I'm quite ready to write that check. Are their margins really that high, Mark? Uh, they actually run on very thin margins. They do. The problem is over the past decade. 1% of a quadrillion dollars is still a lot. Well, you know, the, the, there's a lot of fuel that goes in. That, that's the why. The price of airplanes. That's why. Fuel prices are going down. There's no room on planes because they got to pack you all in. The problem is 96% of their um, profits have gone to stock buybacks in the last decade, to which they've spent something like $45 billion on it. Exactly. So when they make money, they make themselves richer. I think these guys need to be taught to keep some reserves on hand, maybe. Well, this this is the opportunity here, because uh, it, they have to be bailed out. I don't care what anybody says. They're essential to the economy going again. Things fly. It's not just passenger flights. It's cargo. you got to have stuff moving around, period. So, so, so you, you have wanna... to do it. But now's the opportunity to lay the law down with them on make sure having mandatory cash reserves like we did with the banks after 08. That's also way too many people that would be out of work, right? Oh, without I mean, a it's, doubt. It's the same reason Obama but did you know it with the, uh, the automobile industry. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we'll do this for you. However, Not Ford, stop though. being such a dick to your employees and stop being such a dick to the passengers, and maybe we can get you know, uh, you know, know, the passenger bill of rights like they have in the EU for Americans to where they're you know, responsible for some things afterwards. So let's go back to that auto bailout analogy. And I think, I think Sean teed me up wonderfully, which is exactly how we scripted it. But not all the auto companies got bailed out. Yeah, Ford, Ford yeah. prepared themselves for crisis. Ford survived the crisis. Ford did not cost the American taxpayers a penny, and you can still get a Ford. And if you're going to get a Ford, we recommend Zot Ford and Holly. Tell them ML Solo Detroit sent you. And they weathered but, that crisis because they had a lot of cash on hand after so the why certain they, lawsuits with Firestone. Right, so now the airlines, you say they have cash on hand. They, they buy more of their stock. They drive up their stock price, which makes the executive's options go higher. I mean, can't we teach these guys a lesson and say, hey, take a page from Al Mulally's Ford book, you pricks well, I guess and the, save a little money so when you blow it after gouging the hell out of us we don't have to write you a five zero billion dollar check i guess the debate should really be in is it worth nationalizing these airlines oh i mean they're a cartel they don't compete over nice one bernie well believe me there's nothing i hate more i mean you know that Sean. i think we can <laughs> nationalize these airlines i don't want almost i don't want any sanders air it's better than trump air didn't go bankrupt however they're a cartel they don't compete and it it all be it would all be coach if Bernie ran the airlines. We don't need no first well, class. Could air travel get any worse if it was nationalized? Well, I'll tell you, I've flown on European flag character carriers and other carriers from other countries, mm-hmm. and you you fly them out of Toronto. They're cheaper, and when you get on the flight, you finish a meal, and they say, "Would you like a hand, headset? Would you like something else to eat? Can I get you another drink?" They treat you like. Like the old days when you flew on Pan Am and the stewardesses were smoking. I flew last week. Why can't our carriers treat us that way? They charge us more. I wonder if the threat of that would be enough to have them change. Well, I'm with you, Mike. I flew last week, for example, from Indianapolis to here to Detroit. It's, what, 35, 39 minutes in the air. And they came on and um, said, we don't have time for a beverage service, right? And that's pretty Mm -hmm. standard at this point. It's the Mm -hmm. same to Chicago. You know, almost almost right now, anything under an hour. And you're not yeah, generally going to get a, so. A couple of years ago, I was over with some family in Amsterdam, and I had to fly from Amsterdam to Frankfurt again. Forty-five, fifty minutes in the air, tops. Now, not only did you get a beverage, but they served these little sandwiches in wax paper. I was stunned, and it and tastes the, good. 
They did taste good, and the efficiency with the way they went up and the down. The, yeah. Well, it was it, it. You almost feel like this is a different level of. And these are stinking socialist I countries. I know. I don't know how. How what do they, they do? What it? have they figured out? They maybe don't hate each other as much as we do. I don't know. Uh, I, who knows? I know, the, the Germans there. fought with just about everybody. Well, I know, but I, I mean, know the, but they that, had their that, thing, and now maybe well, they've moved I, past I, it. I would bit, rather. Right? Force I don't know if you go into a uh, European soccer match. Some of those are fought behind no, uh, uh, empty stadiums, but I'd rather find, have them find Catholics a way to kind of yeah, like to yeah, go out the right. troubles. Yeah. If they would compete with each other on certain routes, maybe their product would get better. You know, their product would get better if it you would. if it you would. could choose flying. Because we used to do that here. It used to be that way until what 1980 ish i think god an hour flight used to get a little tinfoil dinner and coach but i mean just the wings just the treatment of your customers is better when you need the return service right now you fly out of detroit you're flying come on you're flying delta Delta. you're flying delta or you're flying one carrier and making four stops along the way depends where you're going don't miss the paisley upholstery and the Kaleidoscope of colors and Braniff and all those sorts of things. It's like being at a bowling alley. So I, I think I have a solution here. I, I'm willing to cut a little check to these airlines on the following conditions. And you guys can tell me if I'm off base here. Every CEO who requests one of these bailouts is paid $1 until the money is paid. We get to bring as many damn bags on there as we want. Are you trying to make them fail faster? For free. You don't cancel my flight or overbook my flight because you might not make all the money you possibly can because you made a mistake and I should be inconvenienced. Who's going to want to run that airline? Well, they ran into the ground. They were, they were, yeah, and, but- oh, and thanks, Mark. And if you ran the airline at the same time you failed and needed to be bailed out, you must run that airline for the next oh, okay. five years. Yeah, now you're going to force people to do and it. And if it turns out you're really bad at it, you will be hired, there will be a co-CEO hired who will make a shitload of money, and every day they will <laughs> sit go. next right. to you, and the only thing they'll say to you is, can you heat up this coffee, biatch? <laughs> so I think I could live with that. Is that fair enough? That's fair. I still can't believe you want to nationalize the airlines. I, oh, I don't. I don't want to. I'm just saying. I think, it's, I think it's a worthy conversation right now. Do you worry about safety issues and all that? Because that's the one thing about having a private, the, the safety record is pretty... Astounding, right? Sure. Our safety records. Although great. they can save money by cutting they're, down on they're safety. They're nationalized in Russia and they don't do so well. Well. I didn't say I liked Russia. They just said I said I liked Russia. I just want them to compete. Okay. Well, there you go. We disagree and they're wrong. And that's a great debate. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. <laughs> what a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? So there's news, and then there's fake news. And then there are reporters who are risking their lives to tell you what you need to know to protect your lives. And I, I, I kind of owe an apology to Channel 4 because I make fun of them for the last 15 years. Every story they promote that says, here's a story that could save your life turns out to be, please wash your hands. <laughs> I guess that wasn't just a gimmick, so uh, I apologize. And I want to say special thanks to Devin Skillian, who was looking forward to joining us at the CADU and who was in and good to go right up until the moment that the governor said gatherings like that had to be canceled. So thank you very much, Devin Skillian. A real journalist, a man who knows what he's doing. Well, let me talk to you about a fellow named Alex Jones. You may have heard of this jackass. Yeah, what about me? Yeah, you may have heard him saying that the the Sandy Hook massacre uh, didn't happen. Well, here's the latest from this jackanape. (laughs) 
we are all worried about uh, wipes and uh, certain uh, rubs and all these other things that are going to help uh, keep us safe. Well, my man Alec Jones, who's never been an opportunist or a lion sack of shit, um, was rebuked by the New York State Attorney General, who issued a cease and desist order because he was claiming on his website that he had some diet supplements and toothpaste that could be used to fight the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The New York Times reports Mr. Jones, according to the Attorney General, made a series of claims that his products could act as a stopgate, once again overuse of the suffix gate, against the virus, that his Super Blue brand of toothpaste kills the whole SARS corona family at point-blank range. You're lying scum. Well, Mr. Jones, other than being exactly what he just... Uh, accuse other people of being sort of the takes one to no one that assumes he knows anything has accumulated much of his wealth from the sale of health enhancement and survivalist merchandise on his website Infowars <laughs> a platform he's used to disseminate conspiracy theories including the aforementioned false narrative that the Sandy Hook school massacre was a hoax here's the bad news he's not the only piece of crap out there trying to take advantage of you another man who we know up until this moment we could always trust <laughs> Jim Baker <laughs> was also trying to tell you he could protect you from the coronavirus. He was saying that the, uh, the colloidal silver, in which small flakes of silver are suspended in fluid, can help eliminate the disease within 12 hours. Uh, by the way, folks, if you bought some, I'm sorry. If you haven't, you should know colloidal silver is not safe or effective to treat any disease or symptoms, according to the FDA. In fact, it can even be dangerous to your health. So Alex Jones, Jim Baker, for trying to take advantage of us and for giving the media a bad name and for marrying people who wear too much mascara, you are our Geeks of the Week. Here in room 7609, which is still open for business because we don't think the governor is quite cool enough to find out about our little new wave hidey hole. But uh, we hate to be obvious, and we're not supposed to pick a great new wave band that has a great song you've probably heard of. But this week we're making an exception because it's an exceptional week. And so checking into room 7609, just off the road after a long hiatus, is The The with... In fact, that made me with your love. Infected.
So one of the things that I, I really love about the the is is Matt Johnson, depending on which incarnation of the the it is, he does all everything or he brings in some of the greatest names in new wave music to support him. And for years, Johnny Marr, the uh, founder and guitar player for the Smith, was a crucial part of the the. But I love all the different all the different tones, all the different layers, and I especially love that you don't hear this a lot in new wave music, 
a horn section. And uh, I was just looking at John and I said, you know, th- that's cool, but I don't know whether that's coming out of a machine or it's actually coming out of, out of somebody's lungs. And John says, oh, you can tell. Now, I don't know if that's just music snob, John, or if you got... Oh, no. Like, okay. I, well, I, I mean, you know, one, there are certain elements you listen for and on, on that track. It was, it was actually, it was, it was a solo trumpet player. And there's, there were some unique characteristics of the trumpet, like uh, um, pressing the valve up and down, like, 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 like sort of repetitive, same note. That's that's a trumpet. You can't really do that, replicate that on a, on a synthesizer. Um, oh, that's crazy. That sort of repetitive thing he was doing, and like so, sort of some of these little trills they're called. Um, uh, so that jumped out at me right away. Like that's you know that's that's really a, a trumpet so, player. So there's no amount of programming. There's no Mellotron or anything where you can actually put real horns there in are, there no, without there, there really are. having. I mean, the, the, but but you could tell you'd be able to pick up the difference. Yeah, t- typically you can. Oh wow! Yeah, but no, that one, especially when, it, when it's a solo instrument, it's 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 easy to to pick it up. I can't believe you're indulging him in the the. Well, no, I'm just used to asking you guys. You like it or not? You're like, it sounded like there weren't a lot of words in there, or I think that guy's really German. And here I have a virtuoso. I don't think here. that's How ever can been I not said avail by either myself? one of us. Okay, maybe I made up the German thing. <laughs> but there have been some songs where like I didn't hear any of those it, words. It was it was it was good. It wasn't your worst choice. No, well, boy, that's a high compliment. <laughs> this room. This is a tough. Yeah, I, I, got no, a, I liked a, it. A little plug about sports. I was just thinking uh, feather bowling uh, oh. championship in, yes. in, in May. Yes, yes, yes. Now, have you had to suspend the feather bowling league at the catch? It has been suspended for uh, uh, two weeks. I need to come write about that. I think oh. come see the farmhouse Steve portrait. Sure. Who was uh, one of the great feather bowling champions? Who was uh, had his his portrait stolen and then recovered? It's a story I did at Fox Two, and then uh, tragically, Steve died of brain cancer. But one of the all time East Side legends. I mean, a real uh, yeah. a real gentleman, a real character, a real Detroit guy. In fact, he left me a voicemail uh, when he found out about the woman in uh, in Oregon who had just gotten married and who was choosing euthanasia because she oh, had oh, yeah. a um a terminal brain cancer uh um a diagnosis and he called me and said uh and I'll never do what he said justice but he said you know she is going to be the symbol from Oregon for giving up and I am going to be the symbol from Detroit for continuing to fight and Steve fought every single day up until the very end, and uh, and uh, what a, what a great guy! Oh. But um, but anyways, um, Steve, we're thinking about you, and uh, and a a champion feather bowler. So yes, feather bowling is great, and and people who have never done it before can just go on their own if they oh, yeah. if they come. You have open lanes, right? Open lanes, yeah. yeah. We we always suggest uh, to call call in advance. I mean, the weekends really book up quick. Yeah, um, and, and even like people. Do a year in advance, especially around wow. holiday, holiday times. We'll have the same families have come for, for you know, for decades. Um, but we, if we put out latex gloves the other day too. That oh, was, you did. That was a big hit. Oh wow! And and if you uh, if you show up and you have to wait for a lane, unfortunately at the CAD you you can't eat food or drink a beer <laughs> or anything like that or throw darts. No, or, not at all. Yeah, not or listen all. to music. So yeah, so you're really want, gonna want to have your act together if you want to try feather bowling. But okay, so the, anybody any disappointment that it was sort of an obvious choice this week, or are we? Are it's we, all new to me. It's all new to you. Yeah. Okay. It's a great choice. Just, just he's just a kid. It's very on point. <clears throat> Fabulous. Fabulous. Keep it up. Well done. Yeah. Wow. You're Keep the best. Up. 
See, Keep it up. <laughs> in, in the face of tragedy, we all find something on which we can come together. And we appreciate you, uh, except for Sean, who usually comes first. But we appreciate you guys uh, listening today on The Soul of Detroit. We hope that as you sit at home, lathering yourself in disinfectant that you will disinfectant that you will check out our previous episodes including <sighs> pathetic little episode three still looking for love Episode three is great and it's very sports based so if you guys are missing sports sure it's boy, not dated this is your t- well <laughs> some it, like the battle of good and evil it wages forever so uh so check that out um we would love to hear from you we love to get your feedback you can give us a call at 313-288-9070 we think we've worked out some of the technical problems so that we can take your calls that is our butterfield 89070 line we certainly appreciate your support and your ratings on uh, whatever platform you listen to the show. It's great if you subscribe because then the new episode pops up right away. Facebook last week would not let me post our show. They would not even let me put our our uh, URL for the homepage for MLSoulofDetroit.com the on there. Uh, we love to hear from you at MLSoulofDetroit.com. Or no, excuse me, MLSoulofDetroit at Gmail. Dot com. So drop us a line. We're, we're a work in progress, and we appreciate your feedback. And when people rate us, often they have a few bon mots for us. That's French for Sean's not listening. So um, Gordo, Gordo, my man, says, show is pretty good, but I cannot stand arrogant Sean Windsor. What? Gordo? What? For example, him saying thug only applies to a certain race and should be removed from language was super obnoxious moron. Moronic. Go find a safe Space bro, not sure why he's on. He provides nothing but back rubs. I made up that last part. Um, great show. Mary says, great show and interesting topics. Stud Muffin says, love your no ox too good to be gourd reporting. Okay. DN859 says, too much fooling around, bullshit acting the fool. Come on, more material, less fluff. Damn. Johnny D. Detroit says, ML is a stud and Mark is cool too. Johnny, let's, let's keep that social distance, my friend. Uh, Mo Crush says, want to know what's going on in Detroit? This is the show. So there's just a few words from people out there, including someone who tried to get thuggish with my man, Sean. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's so, all right. Watch he, can, your, he can stay in his little bubble. Watch yourself, Gordo. I know. So, nice, Gordo. But uh, less fluff, I guess. Enjoy your whiteness, Gordo. <laughs> hey, how do you know he's white? Oh, just a crazy guess. Be Asian. There's Sean judging again. Crazy guess. But uh, as as we said at the top of the show, we uh, have lost some sponsors because of the economic situation. You can be our sponsor, and we know money's tight, so we don't expect you to support us for nothing. If you want to donate, you can do it at mlsolvedetroit.com. We have a button there, but... If you'd like a little return on your investment, Mark, how can people get some of our sweet swag? Oh, DrewAndMikeStore.com. Shirts, your book. That's right. Signed copies of the Kwame Sutra. We've got T-shirts. We've got stickers. And we have hockey jerseys. If you go to the website, you will see Sean's handsome sons modeling those hockey shirts, uh, hockey jerseys. Sean, what's your preference? you prefer the royal blue or the white? Oh, the blue. The blue. Once again... Voting against the white. You like the white. <laughs> Gordo, somewhere right now, is saying. You're so trying to set him up there. He what was did not, I he tell was not you? He's yeah. not biting. Well, Gordo sees me as the Combs to your Hannity. 
And Combs didn't last long, so I won't be here long, Gorda. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was thinking more of a Combs over. Yeah. But, uh, he didn't last long on Earth either. Isn't he dead now? Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, I'm sure no, Gordo's no, worried, worried about your health, Sean. Well, you know, that reference. Well, let me tell you something, Gordo. We appreciate you listening, but this isn't the same show without Sean. It's possibly Amen. much more interesting. But anyways, or thank you. <laughs> what? Oh, I was just going to say, Gordo could say with Rush, you know, if that if that's a little more. With Neil Peart? Yeah, Rush and or Limbaugh, yeah. Oh, oh the other Rush. <laughs> I mean, right. The, the, other, the other guy who I appreciate didn't you listening, coronavirus Gordo, but, was a but, big deal. But, yeah, you're probably not used to having various opinions on your... That's right. ...what you listen or turn on to. So I appreciate it, though. We value your... Listenership, Gordo. So, in the spirit of reaching out to people who are all by themselves, Sean has reached out to Gordo to say, "Hello, my friend." Be nice to Gordo, please. <laughs> Sean is saying, "I'm sent, I'm extending my latex-covered hand." Yeah, in my place. safe space, I'd like Gordo to join it. <laughs> wow! So it got a little got a little creepy. Oh no! There no it, you so, always have to take it there. But yeah, no, 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 no. But we appreciate all the comments. We take tell them all. Gordo I'll wear an America, uh, American flag on my lapel for for him. We'd, we'd got to take down that hammer and sickle then. Um, yeah. Unless you want to put that on <laughs> your left lapel. They'd see a city flag of Ann Arbor, folks. But we appreciate you listening. We love all your feedback, and, and we love it when we hear from you on, on Facebook Live, too. Uh, even though you're only getting part of the show because we, you know, I guess you're not hearing this because you're not getting that part of the show. So, But also we want to say special thanks to Patty P., who pointed out that the one person who seems to be benefiting from all of this more than anybody else is Joe Biden because yeah, his yeah. race is over. Yeah, and he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to speak. Yeah. 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 It ended Which right is in good. time. He gets to go back on the shelf before he does a Joeism. Yeah. And no uh, more wandering off camera as he did last week. Oh god, that was bad. Oh, that was terrible. And, and this is, is yeah. this is really kind of brings things into focus now. It's now Trump and Biden and the long fight. And I guess, you know, I I feel sorry for the Bernie Sanders supporters who are so passionate, but um but if this was an ongoing primary where he had a shot to take Biden out and fight, he really doesn't because no. I don't think you can go out and press the flesh. I don't think you no, can really. God it seems no. almost unpatriotic now to be to be sniping at each other. So, so Patty, thanks once again for your insights. And I'm sorry that we're not seeing you today at the Cadu. But we'll be back. And when we are, you'll know where to find us here on the Red Shovel Network. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? For man's ultimate enemy is still out there somewhere, no less deadly than it was 650 years ago. That it will awaken as certain that we will.